0: What's up, Hot Girls? It's your host, Ebony Ellinger, and thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Hot Girl Hour. So, this episode, we are talking about new beginnings. We're talking about going into a new chapter. We're talking about having a fresh start. And we're especially talking about moving. I feel like most people move a lot during the summer, they move to whole new, like, across country or new cities, etc. Um, especially if you just graduated college, you're probably moving. So that's what this episode is about. It is part one. So part two is going to be coming out later. It is going to be, think of it like, um, the extra long hot girl highlight episode with my guest Pansy St. Batty. And Pansy is a model. They are a TikToker. They are in vet school and they are a burlesque performer. And so we kind of talk about the same things that we talked about in this episode, but especially taking time to highlight Pansy and just how amazing of a person they are and how they are such a big advocate for people who are disabled. You can especially see Pansy right now as the face of Skim's new, I believe it's called the Adaptability Campaign, the Adaptive Collection, which is an inclusive shapewear collection for people with disabilities. And you can see Pansy as the face of it. And they said that their entire face is like all over Japan. So (laughs) two <laughs> two major amazing things. Um, so stay tuned for part two of this episode. But okay, starting off with part one. Y'all, my birthday is this week. It is on Sunday. I am incredibly excited and like surprised, I guess, by being excited. Usually I'm really sad for my birthday. Like, you know, being a June birthday and a kid who moved around a lot growing up, meant that I usually spent most of my, I usually spent most of my birthdays alone um, because we moved to a new city and I didn't have any friends there yet. So now here I am in LA there. I mean, pandemic is still going on, wear your mask. But like now I'm in LA, um, I'm not under quarantine. I can go out, I can hang out with my friends. There's no, I'm not like in college or anything where all of my friends are now home for the summer. I can get a chance to actually experience it to actually get a chance to go out and just celebrate. I am like excited. Like, I guess I mean, that's that's pretty normal. <laughs> it's pretty normal for people to be excited for their birthdays. I just have not been excited for my birthday in years. So this is a new experience for me. But I am also just taking time to enjoy life, to enjoy this entire new chapter I'm about to go in, um, to give grace to the current chapter I'm in that's ending. I'm also taking time to live in the moment. And I think that's something that I've stressed so much in previous episodes: learning to live in the moment, learning to just think about right now and not overplan everything. Y'all heard our episode with Jocelyn, over planning my entire life as a perfectionist. And now I'm saying, okay, I'm not gonna be a perfectionist. I might be a little messy. I might be perfect. Maybe <laughs> I am perfect, actually. Uh, <laughs> that's the whole side note. But maybe you'll be perfect, maybe it won't be, and that's going to be okay. So I'm taking this moment to just enjoy the days as they come. That in itself has been a journey, but it's been really fun. I always like saying all this stuff for y'all, but also for me. My cousin passed away two weeks ago. She was 19. She wanted to move to LA. She wanted to be an animator and work in the entertainment industry. She was beautiful. She was vibrant. She was silly and funny. And it was just so sudden. One day she was here and one day she wasn't. That was my first time um, experiencing a death in, of someone that I knew personally, of someone in my family. So while I'm, of course, grateful for that privilege I was able to make it this far without having to experience that, this is my first time and just start realizing, yes, everyone says life is short, but wow, life is short. And so she's going to be 19 for forever. And I want to make sure that as I'm continuing on with the rest of my life, that I give grace to the opportunities that she would not get a chance to have, that I can go into these new things and live them for her, smile for her, experience these things for her, but also for me because life is so short. And if I die tomorrow, I want to make sure that I don't leave this world with any regrets. That got really dark really quickly um, on a lighter note. <laughs> um, but yes. Okay. So that's kind of where I'm going right now with that. And it's been beautiful. It's been really great. So Kick off this episode. We're talking about the biggest risk I've ever taken, the scariest thing I've ever done, uh, moving to LA from Atlanta, a whole coast to coast move. And this whole idea of just starting over, I realized once I got here that yes, I kind of did start over here in a whole new city and culture and place, but ultimately, starting over is a mindset. And that's important for all of us to think about is that. Whether you move locations or you start a new job or you start a new relationship or just start a whole new journey that's not necessarily about geographics. Starting over is a mindset. Starting something new is a mindset. At any point in time, you can decide to say, you know what, fuck this life. Fuck, fuck everything I'm doing. I'm gonna start new. I'm gonna take a, take a new chapter and it's gonna begin right now. You could go ahead. You could block all of your friends (laughs) right now and move into a new place right now. Like, not right now, but you get what I'm saying. Um, And move into a whole new place with new people right now and still stay in the same city. And that can be a whole new journey for you. Break up with your boyfriend. Go get a new one. Go get a girlfriend. That's a new journey. (laughs) There's so many ways that we can start something new. So many different ways we can take a risk. And my biggest risk was choosing to come here, yes, Um, and choosing to stay here. I think that was another big risk that I definitely don't give enough weight to. So when my cousin passed, I bought a a last-minute plane ticket to go to Atlanta. Um, And so I was going to support my family, to visit them, to take care of them. But it was also going for me. I was going because I've been in L.A. almost a year. I wanted to know for sure whether or not I was going to stay here. If I chose to stay, can I do so without any regrets? So when I go back to Atlanta, I was going to um, what was I say? I was going to reacquaint myself with that, reacquaint myself with the thoughts and ideas and plans and try to see if I can imagine myself in Atlanta. And I realized I kind of outgrew it. And that's not to say that other people would or that it's not a good choice for others. But for me, it was no longer the best decision for me and what I wanted to do and how I wanted to grow. I think I realized at that time was that leaving was the scariest thing I ever did. But looking back, it was one of the easiest things I ever did. Now that I saw what Atlanta had to offer and say, you know what, the city's great, but it doesn't have what I need to grow. Then of course the decision looks way easy way easier in hindsight. And so now I've chosen to stay in LA. Who knows how long I'll stay? Who knows if I'll choose to stay when my lease is up? Maybe I actually do decide last minute to go somewhere else, but I'm not going back to Atlanta. And that can be enough for right now as I figure out what it is I want to do with the rest of my life or what it is I want to do with tomorrow because we're living in the moment. <laughs> um, but moving to LA, what that has taught me is that I'm much more resilient. I'm much more sociable, much more outgoing than I thought it was. And for a lot of people, moving is if you're trying to grow, if you're trying to improve as a person or just to recognize some flaws, y'all move, move to a whole new city and see what you do. Do you sink or do you swim? And if you swim, are you like backstroking it, Michael Phelps in it, or are you doggy paddling and in need of a life jacket? That, all of that, you're going to learn all of that. While moving, and coming from me, I moved around so much as a kid, constantly new cities, constantly new schools, even just moving houses and having to recreate myself with the kids in the neighborhood. I learned a lot in hindsight. I'm grateful that I got a chance to have that experience because I was exposed to so many different cultures and perspectives. but in the meantime, it was really like difficult, emotionally socially, etc, because I was constantly having to pick up new skills, constantly having to uh be comfortable with instability, which is maybe why I'm a perfectionist. Wow, is that why I'm a was that why I'm a control freak because my life was constantly I need to talk to my therapist. Okay. Um getting back on track. <laughs> um but dealing with culture shock in different ways. Y'all, first of all, uh culture shock here in L.A. Uh, these people are rude. These these people are mean as hell. Not as mean as New Yorkers and people from Philly, but people in L.A., they are not nice. I'm from the South. On Sundays, we say good morning. Have a blessed day. That's what we say. Good morning. I hope you have a good day. How are you, ma'am, miss, sir? Have a blessed day. Come to L.A. Here I am in my L.A. neighborhood. Walking my pets, trying to talk to the neighbors. Hi, how are you? Hope you have a good day. And they look at me like I'm crazy. They look at me like I'm about to rob them. (laughs) Like, like, so I realized very early on, southern niceties don't work here. There is no southern niceties. It's just southern crazy. It's why are you talking to me? Who are you? Um, so learning to deal with that culture shock, learning to develop better communication strategies. That's what moving does for you. it makes you a better communicator. There we go. That's the positive, cute way to wrap this up. But the biggest part, scariest part that a lot of people talk about is starting over when it comes to moving or starting a whole new chapter is they feel like they have to erase or delete all of the entire history of who they are, and that's simply not how it works. When you go someplace new, it's Not the same as deleting like a saved game or anything or like deleting a Word document. You're essentially like tearing down a building and then rebuilding it, but with the same materials. So you're making something new out of something old and you're not starting from scratch because you're building with better, oh, I I know how big the bathroom should be this time. I know I want my bedroom over here this time. You have a lot more hindsight and insight into yourself. So it's not the same as deleting and erasing. You're rebuilding. But rebuilding with that knowledge of who you were before. Don't feel like you have to forget all of the baggage that you might have. Take it with you. I mean you're gonna take it with you. That's you're it's gonna come with you (laughs) because you're not gonna make the same mistakes anymore. That's part of growing. And so when you go to a new chapter and you're starting something new, basically As I've said in previous episodes, you are running, not rebuilding. That is not what I said. Basically, as I said in previous episodes, you are rebuilding, not running. (laughs) So don't feel like you have to escape who you were before. And especially, I will say, if you are in an old chapter, if you're the current chapter that you're in, there's a lot of things that you might be doing that are actually just survival tactics, especially for people who come from traumatic or abusive backgrounds, things that you're going through and quote unquote toxic traits or quote unquote, maybe you're more shy when you're around X group of people, but then when you leave, you're a lot more outgoing, you're a lot more extroverted and you realize, okay, I'm actually not a shy person, but when I'm around a toxic group of people, I do what I can to survive that situation. And so once you leave, part of healing is also sort of awakening the parts of yourself that you weren't aware of. I know for me in Atlanta, I spent most of it in quarantine. And so I didn't get a chance to go out. I, I had I lived with two high-risk people, y'all. Going out for me, fun for me, I would get off of work, I would get in the car. And I would drive to McDonald's and get myself two McChickens and a McFlurry. Granted, that is my favorite order. It's still bomb ass right now. But I would sit in the car and just eat and listen to music and watch a couple of TikToks. And that was fun. That was going out. Like, what? Oh my gosh. Like, what the hell? (laughs) Um, So you can imagine there are a lot of different traits about me that I didn't get a chance to explore. A lot of different things about me that I didn't get a chance to utilize. So moving to LA and being like, wow, I'm actually this thing. I'm actually that thing. In my case, that was being more extroverted, thinking before that I was an introvert and actually still am an introvert. I just am an introvert that is fine to go out on weekends only. And during the week, she has to be alone and by herself all the time. (laughs) Um, But learning those parts of yourself, that is going to be a whole new thing you're going to pick up along this journey. There are parts of yourself that are simply resting, and once you move and you start the new chapter, then it will be awake, and that's a whole new thing to get a chance to explore with yourself. I think the other big thing that I realized, in hindsight, is that I couldn't wait for closure. And so before I had moved to LA, it was sort of like a whole last-minute cutthroat, cutthroat? Cut time? I don't know what I'm trying to say. It was a whole like last-minute decision of, okay, I guess I'm off to LA. <laughs> Let's do this. And so I spent so much time trying to tie up loose ends and get everything that I needed. You already know, I'm a perfectionist. So I had super long lists of people I needed to talk to and about what I needed to talk to them about, um, things I needed to buy, things I needed to do, places I needed to go. And so I see now that truthfully, my heart was ready to go. My brain was just making up all these lists and rules and things I needed to do as just a way of stalling it because I was scared. So if you are trying to go somewhere new, don't wait for all the closure. Sometimes you're not going to get closure. Everything in life is not meant to be wrapped up in some pretty cute bow. It's not the end of a Disney movie where everything turns out perfect. Sometimes you just have to let the mess be mess and move on. And so coming here and deciding to say, okay, I'm going to do this. Let's do it. Let's go. It was a huge risk. And in hindsight, it was still a huge risk. And in the middle, it was a huge huge risk. I was freaking out. I was scared. I turned the uh I turned I drove, so I did it in like a 5-day trip. I and my brother came along with me cuz my mom was scared of me driving that far. And honestly, after having do it ha- after having done it, definitely don't don't take that drive by yourself. It's really scary. It's really complicated. And it's just long. Like you're going to want someone to talk to Get yourself like a a Wilson volleyball, if anything. But so my brother comes along with me. We're driving. We stop in New Orleans. We stop in Houston. um, And then we stop in Las Cruces, New Mexico. And that is where truly like shit hit the fan. Like I was already sort of freaking out about LA. I did have a place I was going to. I got a sublet for three months. That was, uh, that was the only place I could find that would rent to me without me having been there, without me having to live actively in LA already. So I took off of work. I'm driving down. And then it's the middle of the night. I'm incredibly tired, rushing to get to the hotel because I'm worried about falling asleep and my brother can't drive. There's no service. It's going in and out. And so I pull to the side. And I checked my phone just so I can check the GPS, to make sure we're going the right way. And I also saw that I got an email from my boss. So I checked my email from my boss and realized this bitch fired me <laughs> in an email on my fucking day off. How do you get fired on your day off? I don't freaking know. But she realized, she was like, oh, actually, I don't think we need you. Now that you're gone, we realize we actually don't need your position goodbye. (laughs) So here I am. My brother's is fast asleep. Just me. I was in the car like, okay, you have enough savings to get to LA and a little bit of living expenses for like, maybe like two weeks. You can turn around right now and go back to Atlanta, stay with your mom and even have savings to last you a couple months with really tight spending and eating only your mom's food. <laughs> well, so what do you want to do? And so I sat there and I'm looking off in the distance down the rest of the road and I took a moment to go on Google Maps and see how long the drive time would be if we turned around. And I said, "You know what? I'm I'm not going to go back there. I know what Atlanta has for me. I know what's down there. I know what's over there. I know exactly if I go back, I know exactly how things are going to go and how my life is going to play out at least for the next foreseeable time. So I said, okay, fuck it. Let's keep going. Let's keep driving. It was a dumb decision. It was a scary decision. But it was the right decision. And mind y'all, I don't come from like financial privilege. I didn't have any of that. I didn't have a job going to LA. I only had a place for three months. I didn't even have enough money and savings to pay rent for three months, so I truly needed to find something like super last minute. And th- if I moved to LA and decided, oop, I'm homeless, my family did not have enough money to like send me back immediately. You know, the drive itself was already like a couple thousand just to go from Atlanta to LA. So like that's a big ask of all of my family members to help me get back um, if, if, if stuff went wrong. So it was a huge risk. Y'all already can tell it was a huge risk. And I said, okay, let's do it, sink or swim. Um, well, not sink or swim, because I refuse to sink. So I'm going to have to swim, whether I doggy paddle or I Michael Phelps it. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> so let's keep on going. But what I knew was that I was not going to go back to Atlanta and try to find happiness in a place where I simply was not going to find it. And I think for a lot of people, we start these new journeys, we get scared halfway through, midway through, even during the prep time, and we immediately say, I am going to go back, I gotta go back, I gotta go back to what I'm familiar with. Sometimes that can be, for example, talking about journeys, you break up with an ex-boyfriend, you leave and start going out and dating and realizing dating is ghetto because dating is ghetto, and you decide to get back with your ex because your ex is familiar. But you broke up with your ex for a reason, right? And you realize that pretty soon. And I realized that when I went back to Atlanta uh, last week, why I chose to leave anyway, that was me going back to my ex and saying, you know what? Actually, I don't need this relationship. Dating sucks. LA sucks sometimes. LA is ghetto sometimes. Dating is ghetto. But I'm going to figure it out. And I'm going to go back into it. Because even though living in LA can be so expensive and so crappy, even though dating can suck. Once you find your one true partner, your one true position in life, that makes it all worth it. Sometimes we just have to wade in the water, wade through the bullshit for a bit until we can actually find the things that make us happy. But when we find the things that make us happy, we forget about how awful the journey there was. And so to answer the main question, would I do it again? The answer is yes. But only because what happened after that, I was able to, I made, I did make enough money actually from that job, have a little bit of like food, eating, living expenses to last me. So I'm thriving off of that while I do interviews for actual jobs that are a good fit for me. And now here I am and I have a job that's an amazing fit for me. And I live in an amazing place and finances are good. Finances are stable. I'm building a savings. That's all amazing. And if you had told me while I was going through that, I wouldn't have believed it. I wanted to run back to Atlanta so bad. And now I'm here and I'm grateful I didn't do that. But that just goes back to say that you're going to make a leap. You're going to start a new journey, start a new chapter, go into something different. And it's not going to be easy at first. I wish I could promise you that it would be sunshine and rainbows as soon as you decide that it's. Cinderella realizing, oh, the prince is amazing and we're going to live in the castle together and it's going to be perfect every single day. Maybe the prince is hella jealous and has issues and y'all going to work on that for your relationship. Maybe the prince doesn't know how to brush his teeth and you got to teach him how to do that. You love him, but it's going to suck for a little bit of it. But it's kind of like the, going back to like that sink or swim. If you refuse to sink, you're going to figure out a way to swim. You might doggy paddle for a bit until you learn to backstroke. Realizing that, wow, I'm a lot, again, I'm a lot more resilient. I'm a lot more, uh, I'm a lot stronger than I thought I was. I'm a lot more direct than I thought I was. I stand up for myself way more than I thought I ever could. Essentially, failing teaches you what you can survive. Failing, hitting rock bottom, you can't go lower than rock bottom. So you know what baseline is. You know what the worst option is. And again, as people always say, the only way there, the only way from the ground is up. Failing teaches you what you can survive. So I can't promise you y'all that it's going to be sunshine and rainbows as soon as you make the leap to start something new. Even for me, I just talked about my birthday. I had, you know, great friends growing up every now and then. But around my birthday, it was always lonely and sad because I hadn't started school yet to meet those people. So it's going to be the transition. It's going to be a little rough. It's going to be a little scary sometimes. It might be hard, but the main thing is refusing to sink. So I refused to fail when I got to LA. I refused to sink. I was going to figure it out. I was going to find a way. So because of that, I had to doggy paddle till I could backstroke. Had to doggy paddle till I could, is it butterfly stroke? That's what Michael Phelps says. Doggy paddle till I could Michael Phelps it. So here I am unemployed and I still have to pay rent. I still have to eat and feed my dogs and still want to make sure I'm going out to socialize and build connections. So I'm doggy paddling right now and I got to figure out a way so I can learn to backstroke, butterfly stroke, Michael Phelps it, whatever. So the moral of that story is to take risks. And when you take a risk, it's not always gonna be an easy journey. And you can think all that time, what if I fail? What if I fail? Well, what if I fail? But What if you succeed? And that is the refusing to sink. That is the refusing to lose that can sit in the back of your head. Now that I am settled into LA, I've made great friendships. I've made advancements in my career. I have worked on myself internally, externally. I have found a love for myself that is the deepest love I have ever known. I really enjoy this journey of getting to know myself better, being able to forgive people more. That comes with success. That's winning. That's me refusing to fail and saying, okay, here I am in Las Cruces, New Mexico. I don't know where I am, in the middle of the night, in a forest, on a mountain, no service. What do you wanna do? What if I fail in LA, but what if I win? What if you fail? You can think all day long about all the different ways you might fail, but what if you win? And winning is gonna be a scope much larger than what you can imagine. So we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna take a break. we we come back, we're gonna do hot girl tips on how to prepare for moving into a new chapter. Yeah, okay, all right. See y'all on the other side of the break. It's time for the Hot Girl Highlight. We take a moment to highlight an organization or business dedicated to uplifting marginalized groups. Sins Invalid is an organization that centers on promoting and uplifting disabled artists of color and disabled artists part of the LGBTQ plus community. Their three goals are to promote leadership opportunities for people with disabilities, provide a supportive and politically engaged space for disabled artists, and develop and present artistic work that explores, uplifts, and represents the experiences of disabled marginalized groups. They offer political education events, present performances, and organize workshops. You can donate at sinsinvalid.org or follow them on Instagram at sinsinvalid. Again, you can donate at sinsinvalid.org or follow them on Instagram at sinsinvalid. That is S-I-N-S-I-N-V-A-L-I-D. What's up hot girls? We are back from the break with five hot girl tips on preparing for a new chapter. So starting off with number one, don't be desperate for closure. I already did my big spiel about closure, but life is not gonna be wrapped up in a pretty cute little bow for you. Sometimes we just gotta Sometimes we got to accept that it's going to be messy and move on. Try and get as much closure as you can, definitely, because sometimes leaving without any closure at all can cause insecurity, can cause fear, can make you want to turn back around and go back to what you're familiar with. Maybe I won't be able to wrap this up quickly and cleanly, and I just got to go anyway. Don't let your brain and the logistics of talking and preparing Stall you from actually moving forward when you're when you're when you know your heart is ready to move forward. Number two, get your finances and emotions in order. So when I graduated college, I moved to Atlanta with seventy dollars in my bank account. I was gonna live with my mom. She was gonna at least feed me, but she was gonna pay any of my other bills: car insurance, gas, uh, my phone bill. So. I had to figure out what I was going to do, how I was going to get this money by tomorrow, <laughs> uh, how I was going to take care of myself to last me until I was able to find a full-time job. That was really freaking hard. I spent so many times just crying, wishing I was back in college, wishing life was simpler, wishing all I could do was take a test and study for a final, and that would be my the extent of my issues. That was incredibly difficult, and I do not recommend taking it that way. I knew when I was going to head off to LA, I wanted to make sure I was building enough savings that at least I could have a tiny bit of a buffer to make it easy. I will also add the part about making sure you're getting your emotions in order. It can be really difficult if you are struggling, for example, with depression, moving is not going to cure your depression. Talk to someone. If you want to get a medication, go get a medication. But moving, doing a, a impulsive or a spontaneous, even if it was planned, a brand new major life decision is not going to cure all of your problems. If you want to love yourself more, if you want to work on something within yourself or prove something to someone, moving or starting a whole new chapter, going into a, a brand new job, meeting someone new, dating someone new is not going to solve the root of the issue. It's just going to put a Band-Aid over it, but it's not going to heal it. So number three, coming from a perfectionist, have a month one plan. So you don't need to over plan and have everything put together right before you go. Going back to what I was saying about being desperate for closure, letting my brain stall until my heart was ready or letting my brain stall even though my heart was ready. Having a month, a month one plan, just get there. Sometimes all I had to think about when I was in Las Cruces was like, okay, I don't know what I'm gonna do in LA. I don't have a job lined up. All I know is where I'm gonna live. I know I have enough money and gas to get there. So let's focus on that. Let's just get there and we'll go from that point. And so for some people, they'll make a whole new leap into something new and then they flounder because they have no plans at all and they freak out and then they, of course, want to leave and return back to what's familiar. For some people, they overplan and then they get somewhere new and they realize, oh, this isn't going to work with my plan or I didn't plan right or I didn't plan enough. And therefore, I have to throw my entire plan out the window and then they start sinking. So immediately, figure out what you got to do the first week there, the first day there, the first month there. Maybe I got to, if, if in the example of moving, maybe you have to make sure you find the doctors you're going to go to, figure out the grocery store you're going to go to, figure out the gym you're going to go to and decide on that stuff. Where are you going to take your dog? Where are you going to walk them? That kind of thing. In the event of a new relationship, sometimes it's just having those preliminary discussions and setting up the boundaries, not planning for the wedding as soon as you met them. All right. And number four is it's okay to be scared. Is that a tip? Yeah, we'll make it a tip. It's okay to be scared. Y'all, I was terrified. I... Every time I've ever moved, I was terrified because you don't know what you're going into. You're going into an abyss, even if I went with every single thing planned. But the point being that I didn't let that fear paralyze me and make me want to return. This chapter, this new journey you're about to go on might end up being the scariest thing you ever do, but that doesn't mean you don't do it. Life is scary sometimes. That's how it works. But I'm not going to let the fear paralyze me. Fear cannot mean you stay stagnant. Growing hurts sometimes. Growing causes pain sometimes. Growing causes fear. But accept that and know that you're going to overcome that. You have to believe in yourself and know, okay, I am scared. And I don't quite know what's on the other side. But I know whatever is on the other side is better than what I have right here. And I know I'm going to make it work. I know I'm going to thrive. I know I'm going to shine. And that internal knowledge, that hope is going to be what pushes me forward, even if I don't know where I'm going. All right. And the very last one, number five, is give grace to old versions of yourself. This is something I had to talk about with one of my friends lately. Um, We both agreed that we would have so much frustration or anger um, towards past things that we had done, towards old versions of ourselves and realizing, hey, that version of me, she was doing the best she could with the tools that she had, with good intentions. And even though she might've made mistakes, even though maybe she was messy, even though what she did might've been incorrect, I can still give her grace and I can love her and honor that. I can take those memories with me as I move forward to this new chapter. Again. Healing is loving past versions of yourself and honoring that by choosing not to make the same mistakes that you did before. It's not completely erasing, it's not completely starting over. And to kind of wrap things up, starting over, as I said before, is scary. It's hard. It's not going to be easy. I came here, got fired along the way, and still kept going. Scary and hard. Yes, it was. <laughs> And if you had told me before I moved that that, that was all I was going to embark, like encounter, I definitely would not have moved. But if you told me, oh, these are all the amazing things you would have gone through afterwards, I absolutely would have moved. And here I am, my birthday is coming up. It's a whole new chapter about to begin. And I am so grateful that I made the decision to start something new. And for all of you listening that are about to start something new, once you've done it, you're gonna look back and wonder why you were ever scared in the first place. Your main goal is not to stay stagnant, is not to stay in what's familiar or what's comfortable. It's to look back at past versions of yourself and know you are doing much better than what you were before. So do better than what you were yesterday. Be better than what you were a month ago. Sometimes having to take a risk is part of becoming better. And that's okay. Scary, but okay. And you're going to look back with no regrets. So, okay. I've been talking long enough. I am super excited to share with y'all the pansy episode where you're going to, like I said, I recorded that one before I recorded this one. So there might be some repetitions, just some reiterations, but thanks for listening, hot girls. You all got a little hotter today and so did I. See you soon.